Hello everyone, welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, number 401, mm-hmm. 401, the mm. one, it's not as great a number as 400, but we'll have to work with it, I'm Josh Wise, joined as ever by Richmond Walker, you've been you've been a busy boy, Rich. I have, I have, uh, yeah, hello, I, I might sound different as well because I'm in a different room because Elise has taken over the lounge, she's got, um, she's got a new little job uh, and involves <laughs> her being in the lounge and me being expelled to the... The games room. Rich so, is coming uh, yeah. at us live from his uh, <clears throat> from his. I don't. Know, what do you call it? Have you got a cool name for it? Like the, the inner <laughs> the inner sanctum. The second bedroom. <laughs> the set. Oh, yeah, that's, good, that's saucy stuff. Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. And you've got the uh, the snares and all that shite in there. Yeah, you? yeah. Bought a new um, controller for my snares, refurbished, so it feels like new. And I was just playing yeah. a bit of Street Fighter Two on it yesterday, so the snares is out. Saucy. Um, I've been considering buying a new SNES now because uh, this one I inherited from someone somewhere. It's yellowed, <laughs> horribly oh, yellowed. No. So I've got this Ooh. lovely pristine grey controller and this hideous yellow <laughs> SNES. Yeah, you know what you should do is get a SNES Mini. I have one, but oh shit, have so, you got one? Yeah, I've got a bunch of cartridges though that aren't on the SNES Mini. So Ooh. you know, tell you what, mate, you want to be uh, you want to be hacking that. Oops! Oh, whoops. you can't you can't do that. <laughs> Whoa, there! What did I just say? I don't know. I certainly didn't say anything that was, uh, you know, that involved law breaking. But um, listeners, please pass uh, this on uh, to the uh, relevant <laughs> authorities <laughs> and the uh, podcast authority and the SNES authority. Yeah, have him done. It's about time we uh, got Josh Wise <laughs> put away. <laughs> They'll be knocking on my door. Yeah, I love that SNES mini. I want to play Star Fox too. It'll be one of the things I get when I get a mm, Switch. Mm-hmm. Because it like never released and then suddenly released, but yeah, Rich is coming at us live from the game. The game, I want to say, game game lounge has a nice ring to it. Yeah, um, that makes it sound far more um, luxurious than it actually is. Uh, exactly. Uh, what about the grotto? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, grotto's good. It's a bit it's grotty. Good, so grotto. Yeah, the gro- the grotty grotto. Yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So that's exciting. So if you notice any different audio qualities on on Richmond's gear. So it's because he's coming out. He's coming at us from yeah. the grotto. Different acoustics. Um, yeah, yeah, big time, <laughs> big time. We're into that. Uh, so, what's your latest, uh, your latest acquisitions? Then give us because this podcast basically uh, is sort of turning into what's in Rich's <laughs> eBay shopping cart, isn't it? Yeah. Well, first of all, I vowed to buy nothing else this month. Um, but yeah, currently so you, fu- on- you fucked it already. because well, you bought something else. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, it was before the cut off of March, though. So before- you know. <laughs> Right, okay, good stuff. I looked at my bank balance and I was like, oh God, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, was it Joseph Murphy last week who told me about the PS2 version of Quantum Solace? Yeah. Found yeah. that for £2.90 on eBay. Boom, Filth. thank you very much. Yeah. I'll have that. Yeah, cheers. Eurocom. Uh, yeah, then Soul Calibur 4 for the 360. Um, Ooh, that's all right. I fancy playing that again. I had it on the mm. PS3, and uh, I want to play it again on the 360. I never had four. I had the one that was on the PSP, and thence the one that was on the Vita, which possibly was four or five, I can't remember. So, because I was so excited about playing as Darth Vader, when that originally came out, I actually ran into Ealing Town Centre, where I was living at the time, to buy it <laughs> ran, on the PS3. Ran. The day it was out, I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, want I want to get it. I want to play as Darth Vader. I want to play as Darth Vader now. 
Yeah. I love that. I love the idea that you, like that thing on The Simpsons where you ring them up and you're like, have you got any copies of Soul Calibur 4 left? There's like yeah. a warehouse full. He's like, oh, a couple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. That was the one where it was like Yoda and Darth Vader. Yoda and Darth boys. Vader. And they both ended up being, you know, added anyway. So yeah. it made no, yeah. made no difference either way. No, no, no. Um, and the final one, Josh. Uh, oh, no. Mm. Sorry, two more. Power Stone, the first one for Dreamcast. Oh, you got it. Oh, That's Brill. on its way. Yeah, yeah. And, Brill. um, Brilton. That's good, though. Yeah, looking forward to that. And Ridge Racer 6. <clears throat> I wanna get, I've decided I want to get the Ridge Racers. I love the Ridge Racer games. Which one was 6? Uh, the 360 PS... launch title. 360 launch, yeah. So the PS3 oh, yeah. launch one was 7. I have never loved a Ridge Racer game as much as I loved <clears throat> Ridge Racer for the PSP, if you remember that one. I do. Uh, yeah, that was Which, um, that was the first game I had for my PSP. Actually, yeah. I've loved no Ridge Racer game more than the original one for the PlayStation. because I think for, for a lot of people that would be the one. Or R4, yeah. like Type 4. Oh, right? I have that as well. That was great. And it came with a... I forgot that R4 came with like a Ridge Racer Revolution remaster thing. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. amazing. It's, cool. it's really cool. It's really, and that was really cool. so good. Yeah, but the original, I actually bought the official. Well, I didn't buy it. I was I was given it um, as a present by my dad. Huh. Um, oh, nice. The Mad Cat's official steering wheel. So Ooh, playing with that was just great. That. I still have it, yeah. Josh. I still got it. It's in the shed. That, that that's big time. You need that refurbished. I dare say it's probably full of cobwebs or something. It's probably full of cobwebs. It just needs a bit of a wipe. I'm sure it'd be fine. Need, to, need a little bit. Of it. It's probably. Uh, Oh, now there's a pun in here somewhere. I could just go for because it's something about stick drift. Mm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because Ridge Racer oh, is all about drifting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it has got a little so, gear stick actually. Well, there you go. The gear stick's probably suffering from stick drift. There you go. There, see, so I set you up. <laughs> uh, I swapped when I got a PSP. <clears throat> right, a little fun story for you. So, a mate of mine, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, uh, he, he was going on about getting a PSP. He was sleeping over at my house. In uh, 2005, yeah, and we were we were <clears throat> he was sort of really excited about the PSP, right? As as everyone was, you know, the PSP was very much like a fucking whispers through the crowd, like, oh my god, have you seen this thing? Because yeah. the the internet then wasn't what it was now, and like a lot of the stuff you'd hear about the PSP was in magazines. Do you remember those old uh, like screenshots of it where it had those? Do you remember that original design for the PSP where it had no analog sticks and just those circuit like those flat circles? Oh god, yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then it sort of came out, well, you know, oh, actually, it's got this little sliding nub in, and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, mm. but he was sort of saying, oh, he's going to get one. Um, and he had a date or something. Maybe it was for his birthday or something. And this annoyed me, obviously, because I was yeah. like, well, I'm, I want one before you get one, <laughs> you know. So that day, we walked into Bedford Town Centre to a shop called uh, Close Encounters, which is, it was like a comic shop. Famed for the six foot Batman statue outside, right? And uh, and it was like they did imports basically. They 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 were I don't I can't vouch for them as a comic shop because I don't I don't know comics very well, but as a game shop they were really cool. But they absolutely fleeced you. Well, like yeah, you know, that, they, that they got good that, imports, yeah. And, but yeah, they they <clears throat> yeah. they fleeced you. Like they had um That's like Katamari. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I got a PSP from them. It was a Japanese PSP. Mm. And it involved going back home and then back into town, I think, twice. 
to get different things to trade in because I was like I didn't understand like I just I just kept going home to get more stuff to trade in oh no and the guy was like oh these will do you about 30 quid and I was like oh fucking 30 <laughs> that sounds like it's like 50 what are you doing to me and we had to make because it was like 200 and, it was way too much money anyway anyway managed it in the end and I think I said to my dad like oh I'll make it my birthday and Christmas present or something and he gave me give me a little bit of cash and I remember bringing that fucker home and the first game I had for it was FIFA Soccer which I think was just FIFA 2005. Right. And I swapped it. <clears throat> I played FIFA, uh, FIFA Soccer, loving it, because Middlesbrough on there, that was back when Middlesbrough were quite good. They had like Mark Viduka, mm. uh, Stuart, Stuart Downing, y- Yakubu, you know, they had sure. a good team. Playing that loads. And I, and I sw- there's another kid at school called Daniel who had an American PSP, one of the few. And uh, we, we did a little swapsy, even though he was an arsehole. I don't know, he's probably not listening to this. He was like <laughs> one of those sort of school twats. Yeah. And I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like him at all. But he was one of the few other kids who had an imported PSP. And he had Ridge Racer. Because I could not afford any other games. I was just playing yeah. FIFA Soccer for like two months or something mental. So I was like, do you want to do a little swapsy? And I thought, this guy is a twat. He'll probably break my game or sell it. But I've got his game. And I'm sort of done with FIFA, so it was a bit of an insurance policy. Anyway, brought Ridge Racer home as like the most excited ever, because I was like, it's another game, it's the second (laughs) game I've got for PSP. And uh, yeah, absolutely sublime. The graphics were incredible, drifting was a joke, but I loved it. Uh, It was just like, I was was euphoric for like a week when I first got that. Absolutely um, amazing. It's a great game. I bet it still holds Mm. up now if you were to throw it on. I think it probably holds up the same as all the Ridge Racers yeah. hold up, which is that it's drift mad, but mm-hmm. like just sort of fun in a rubbish way, in a brilliant way. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, well, confession, think, though. Um, yeah, go on. I've never played. I've never played Type Four. <gasps> no. <clears throat> I know. I know. I know. People are like, oh, that's fucking mental. I could get it. I think it's on. I could get it on the Vita. Actually, I could just download the PS One one and just put it on the Vita. Do you know what's so heartbreaking is that I have a memory card somewhere but I don't know mm. where and it's got all of the cars unlocked like the bonus Pac-Man <laughs> car and everything. Don't know where it is. Oh my god don't that's so is. cool. Yeah. yeah. You Lost root memory that cards. Mm. Mm. Do you remember that little mini game that they had on the um, while Ridge Racer was loading and maybe like while Tekken was loading because that was Gallagher. Also, like yeah, No it's the one with the little Formula One car. Oh that one yeah. Do you remember that one? I do, yeah. Uh, that was nuts. That was really, really cool. Because they, they were like one of the few people. Do you remember that weird patent that was like, I it stopped all video games from being able to do uh, like mini games on loading screens? Did we speak that? about that a couple of weeks ago? I feel like we, we? talked about that. Yeah. I'm sure you mentioned oh. that. And I was like, oh, that's... Unless it was in a oh. private chat outside of the park. Oh, possibly. Can't in remember. which case, you know, they're getting extra content for free if we've discussed that privately. But yeah, uh, I, otherwise, I just... <laughs> <laughs> otherwise they're getting repeat content. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I remember them like they they had that, and then F- FIFA was like let you kick a ball about, didn't it? But that was like a technicality because it was like, well, it's not a mini game; it's a small part of the main game. So, but then yeah, then the patent the patent lifted in like 2016 or something like that, and then everyone mm. could do it. Anyway, uh, not that they let's... not that they did. No. No, you don't really get it much, do you? No. Well, loading times are sort of a thing of, a pa- of the past now, aren't they? Fingers crossed. Yeah. 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 Uh, right. <clears throat> I am going to ask you uh, what you've been playing. So, to be honest, mate, 
you should probably brace yourself for that question. Mm. Uh oh. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Uh oh. Little holes in the top. 100%. And it's the best deodorant I've ever used. So it's a stick. You know the stick. 100%. Wow. You don't sweat, you smell great, as evidenced today. Mm. Uh oh. 100%. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. Do a little chicken manoeuvre. I mean, I'm going to ask you, because obviously a lot of the listeners, they are desperate mm. to know, mm-hmm. really. I mean, we said, because we said we were going to talk about it last week, but uh, we, we were able to offer absolutely no insight last week um, yeah. into the into these near-fabled near uh, river raids. Sure. <clears throat> uh, for Assassin's yeah. Creed Valhalla. You've since plunged into the world of river raiding so i'm excited well um, yeah so a week late first here, of all, here it is <laughs> what are <laughs> yeah 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 what are they first first of all well first of all I, I discovered that the reason i needed to level up to do them was because it always um stays five levels ahead of your level so i didn't notice well, that until i'd got a few levels under my belt and i was like hold on this is changing <laughs> the parameters for this are shifting i was like oh yeah because it's supposed to be a more challenging thing. Um, so okay. it's five levels above you all the time. Yeah. Huh. So that, that was that, my uh, my error last week. Is that is that like the sweet spot of difficulty? Like oh, I don't know. I mean I, I sailed through the sort of first few raids. But it's kind of a roguelike type thing. Um uh-uh. So the idea is, what you have initially is you get taken on a few really easy raids to settle you in, and the idea uh-huh. is that you can keep going on raids like indefinitely, picking up gear and stuff. But if huh. you die or you lose all of your Yom's Vikinger, which is your <laughs> which is your crew, that's the pronunciation. Josh, don't laugh. Yom's Viking. Yom's Vikinger. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, I practiced yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, excellent. Well, and the, the listener is a benefit from that. Exactly, it's, perfect. A fair play, it's a fair play. That's a perfect pronunciation. I'm not. Gonna, I won't hear anything else about no, it. No, no. Rich has tapped into his Viking. Li- well, hang on a bit. So, uh, but so, what is a river raid? Well, what the fuck is it? Well, I don't know what it is. We, raids in game are you go to like a little settlement and you burn everything and steal all the shit. <laughs> so this is yeah. that, but you're sailing down a river. And on the shore, it's a totally separate location, by the way, outside of England. It's like a oh. new map. Oh, so, yeah. shit. Yeah, so you right. sail down right. the rivers of this place and you raid anything on the banks of the river, basically, that's highlighted. Uh, so it is still it is still more of the raids that were in the original game. Basically, like they're, they're yeah, not... you're doing the same. The difference okay. is, if you hold down on the D-pad, you can see the status of your eight... Uh, squad members, so you can see their health bars and stuff. And if they die, that's it; they're dead. You got to recruit another one to replace them. Oh, is that is that good? Do you want that? I, I don't like permadeath, but no. In the case of that, it's fine because you know Yum's Viking get a ten a penny, mate. <laughs> a ten a penny, <laughs> so uh, they're easily yeah. replaceable. Um, the ya- the Yakult Vikings. They're ex- they're expendable, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, they've yeah. got little names, presumably. So you get attached to them because that's true. They do all have names, and they're all yeah. different. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think I lost one last night, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to go home and bank my stuff then, because I don't want to die and lose all my stuff." I'm down. <laughs> I'm down a man. Yeah, like bank. 
Yeah, yeah. So like, that's what happens is you you can sail back home and you can bank your stuff. And there's there's a new resource. I think it's just foreign resources, and you can put that into um, river raid buildings. I think and river raid stuff. So I built <laughs> like a a new Yom's Viking Vikingir hall. Oh, very and, nice. Uh, very nice. Yeah. So, so it's a new little section of your settlement as well. So Ravens. That's nice. I like that. Yeah, 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 so yeah. What's this area. new map saying? What's this new place? What is it? Well, it's just sort of a big mass of land with a load of rivers going through it. Not like as you'd expect, really. Tewkesbury, or has it actually got a name? Well, there was a place called Keats Farm, and another place called something <clears throat> Fort. Uh, right, any remember. listeners, I, I if you live know. near Keats Farm, email him. Let <laughs> us know. Uh, first yeah. of all, let us know where that is. But second of all, let us know if you've seen any uh, Yops Vikings knocking about. R- raiders. Yeah. Raiders. Uh, let me know if there's been any problems like that in the area. So um, I call back to your Yop um, reminiscence last week. Yeah. 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 Breakfast <laughs> breakfast based yogurt drinks. That should have been the title of last week's The Yop Reminiscence. That's a good that's a good title. <laughs> yeah, it should have been actually. Yeah, Yop. It was it was a milkshake effectively, but they sort of said, Yeah, do you wanna we'll sort of make out like it's a breakfast thing if you don't want breakfast. Mm. But the people that it's don't a want breakfast, of yogurt. It's a bottle of yogurt. It's Josh. a bottle of yogurt, right? I don't really have breakfast. I tend to just have coffee and then at like twelve or one or something I'll eat. But What about like, your crumpets? I don't really I haven't had crumpets in ages. But <gasps> oh, when I was on man. a crumpet kick I went fucking mental. I think I put I put yeah. on a lo- I put on a load of weight to be fair. But you know <laughs> Yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> they'll do that with all the butter. But that weight's more or less gone now that I knocked the crumpets. Oh, so nice. it's all right. But it's mental because it's like yeah, are you the sort of person who doesn't have breakfast? Why yes, yes I am. Right. Do you want to neck a load of milkshake? Yogurt. <laughs> Liquid yogurt. yogurt. Yeah. Uh I could do, yeah. Go on then, buy it. It's like it's a weird liquid, thing. To try liquid yogurt. What li- what yogurts are you having usually? The solid <laughs> yeah. or gas have you, kind? Have you ever wished your yogurt had a load of water in it and you could just drink it? No, not really. Ah, oh, you'll love yop then. To be honest, <laughs> I, I used to bloody love yop. I did. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I can imagine you were a yopster. You're a yops Viking. Although I couldn't distinguish much of a difference between the raspberry and strawberry flavors. I wish the, the flavors had been a bit more distinctive. Yeah. Yeah, give us a yeah. banana one. I mean, give us a banana, banana one. Yogurt. Or, you know, possibly a chocolate one or, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. 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 I used to have, uh, my dad used to get those. Do you remember Actimel? Yeah. Because they were like, them and Yakult, they, they were sort of that, oh, it's good bacteria for your gut. It's like, it wasn't and like a it, breakfast <laughs> thing. It was like, you're supposed to have one a day. Yeah. Supposed to, supposed it came good. out that most of the good bacteria gets killed. <laughs> doesn't even make it. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. When I was younger, I used to neck them. I used to love an Actimel. Oh, really? Yeah, I used to have like four a day. I'd I don't think I've one. ever had one. They were really good, but they were really expensive as well. Yeah. Like, like mad. They were clearly, it was clearly, it was a con, basically, I think, is what it was. Terrible. But, you got to be careful yeah. with this stuff. Yeah, that this being said, though. The, this is a tangent in the what we've been playing it, section. <laughs> <laughs> yop, yop, we've been playing. Yeah, uh, I might put it as Yop, we've been playing on the on the title thing. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Having said that, if the people at Danone are listening and they want to chuck us some Actimel, I'll plug them. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah, above yeah. You just slagged them off, but <laughs> we, we, yeah, we can but, change yeah. that. 
<laughs> yeah, but if they send them to me, yeah. then that's not expensive, is it? That's I- I've got to be honest, Josh. We've put out a shout out many a time for people to send us stuff, and it, it, it never happens. It doesn't amount to anything. I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> I wonder if they if they doubt our audience. The people tuning in for gaming stuff, they're like, are these people going to buy breakfast based yogurt drinks? Uh, yeah, probably not. Mm. I don't know about that. Yeah, we had those people from Warburton's reach out, although that was a fellow who worked at Warburton's or something. Do you remember? He gave me their grading yeah. sheet. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. But uh, no luck on the sponsorship deal there. Anyway, I've been playing a load of stuff. Um, I've been playing a load of stuff. Have you heard of Maquette? Uh, I have. Yeah, I played that. And I'm going to review um, it. That's what I'm going to do. An Annapurna jobby, in it? An Annapurna interactive joint. Uh, yeah, although it's yeah, the developer's Graceful Decay, and it's got Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, Seth Gable voicing. Real life couple, aren't they? They are. Yeah, they are. Mm. It's um, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. It's um, it's a puzzle game, and it's hey, what was that puzzle game you were telling me about? Where and you like really liked it at the time, where yeah. you like hold an item close to your oh, face. Super liminal. Super liminal, yeah, that sounds Brilliant. fucking awesome. Really good. I wish I'd reviewed that. I never, I didn't have time at the time. But yeah, I, you were I would have super busy. That. Yeah, yeah. I kind yeah. of thought I had review it, reviewed it. I, I went looking for my review on the site and I was like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Where, where's that? I was like, oh shit, I'd never. Yeah, because you talked about it like loads on the podcast to me and Imogen, yeah. I think, because you were like, this game's like really, really good. It's cool. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is a bit like that. It's, it's like. So you're in a maquette, which is like a little model village representation of a bigger Mate, area. I've, I've made a maquette. Have you? I made a clay maquette of um, a car <laughs> I designed in graphics class. <laughs> well, I... And then well, <laughs> bloody Ford brought out the Ford Focus. It, they, they ripped me off, mate. For what? I designed the Ford, Ford Focus. <laughs> That's mental! <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very similar. They fucked it. They ripped off your design. They did, yeah. Yeah, my car was very... Mine was called the Ford Wasp, which is a shit name for a car. (laughs) Oh, what? I would definitely have bought the Wasp. (laughs) Because people like their cars named after pesky insects that they swat away. Like, oh, let's hop in the Wasp and go ruin a picnic. (laughs) I thought it was... I thought it was cool. It sounded dangerous. Wasp. It does sound Sting in the tail. I love the idea that you want a car to sound dangerous. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. I'd, mate, I would buy a Wasp, 100%. Thank you. 100%. Anyway, I back mean, to Maquette. A Vespa, that's a Wasp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Italian. Not, it's got that veneer of Italian-ness, yeah. isn't it? That sort of makes everything sound sort of quite sexy and different. But actually, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just a Wasp. And that fits with a Vespa because they are Waspy, aren't they? Mm, and they make you know, the they, noise. They make the noise and they sort of buzz about and they're always annoying whenever you see them. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, back to maquette. <clears throat> so you're in you're in this maquette and the maquette basically goes on forever. It's like a sort of infinite Russian doll alignment. So you're sort of walking oh, around no. this place and inside this place is a smaller version of that place. And you, you sort of move things to and fro. So for instance, if you come across like a key... You can yeah. lift that key up and put it in like the model village version of where you are. And then if you look outside again, you'll see that like a fucking huge version of that key has just dropped from the sky. Oh, I like it. In it. So it goes sort of goes on for forever. Mm. But you can't you can't actually see yourself. If you look at the little maquette, you can't actually see yourself looking at yourself because you're you're sort of an invisible presence. But anyway. So it's really cool. And they have like 
you know, so, so it'd be like, oh, well, there's a lock, but the lock's quite small. So what yeah. you need to do is, you know, do do it the other way on. Put the key from the little one into the big one and then pick it up again in the little one and it'll be a smaller key. And then you take that to the door in the big one and it's the right size, if you know what I mean. It sounds quite. like it does share some DNA with Superliminal, actually. It did remind me, of, as Messing I was playing with size. it. Yeah, I was like, oh, what was that game that Rich was going on about? And it is it is sort of like, <clears throat> it'll mess you about with perspective. Some of the puzzles are like fiendishly clever. One puzzle in particular like really stumped me for ages. And I went at like two days later, I turned it on and the solution just presented itself to me quite quickly. You ever had that? You sort of like, oh, this is, this oh, is mad. Oh, God, like, yeah. Loads. And then you like the next day, you're like, oh, shit. It's just that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit. Why mm-hmm. did that start? Like, yeah. Um, and it's all sort of like, oh, you've got a pink crystal and that opens a pink force field. But then inside that room, you got to put the... You've got to shrink down the pink crystal and slot it through a little hole. So that means you've got to go to the maquette and get a smaller version of the crystal, and then go to the room, and then blah 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 blah. So it's quite, and it's quite, it's quite fiddly, and it'll really, it'll really sort of, it's it's clever, uh, and at times it's frustrating. But you know what? It's one of those games. I don't know if you've had this before. Some of the solutions to the puzzles they feel quite organic, but not in the best way. It's right, like yeah. it, it can be quite janky. Like it's like, oh, <clears throat> put this little thing down, and then in the larger maquette or, or the smaller maquette, you'll have made effectively a bridge. Like you find a little tiny bridge, you put that in the little maquette or something, and then in the bigger one, you can cross a bridge that suddenly appeared. But some of them are like, you know, place these little blocks down, and you can walk up them. But it, the way that it's executed, they don't like click into place very well. They sort of, it's a little bit hobbly, and if you're not careful, you can kind of walk up and slip off them and stuff like that. That, or, that is, yeah. That that does seem to be kind of a bit of a perennial problem with certain puzzlers, where the ideas are quite complex. Some mm. of the puzzles you sort of have to muddle through. Yeah, just, and you sort a, of think... There's a couple yeah, you, in Superliminal where I just kind of threw together a load of stuff and just <laughs> yeah. climbed it as best I could, and I'd get out that way or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, clearly I, not the way it's designed. <laughs> Definitely not. And I did that and I kind of jumped up onto a ledge that I had to get to. Uh, But like I sort of spammed the jump and hit a little like jaggery glitchy thing and managed Mm. to get through. And I was like, oh, like that's I had the solution correct. Like I was doing the right thing, but the execution of the solution was slightly gammy. It was just a bit like, "Mm." yeah, yeah, it's good enough. It's good enough. It's it's good enough. But right. I tell you what, what didn't affect so much as you're going through this place. You're listening to sort of voiceovers, really, with kind of nice hand-drawn graphics. And it it tells um, the story of a a relationship, a couple that meet in San Francisco and fall for each other and basically fall in and out of love again. It sort of tells this relationship from start to end. And Mm. uh, I have a a couple of problems with that. So the first problem is... Actually, uh, yeah, three problems. Uh, Problem number one, um, when... The relationship is going well. It's awful. It's um, <coughs> it's sickening. Just the, it's just the worst <coughs> sugary saccharine r- rubbish, and and just uh, a sort of bohemian couple that's obsessed with San Francisco. And oh, do you remember when we 
went out to the park with a bottle of wine and we were sketching, you know. And oh, they're, no they're one very, has a relationship like that. Very lovey-dovey, very San Francisco, very Bryce Dallas Howard and Seth Gable delivering So it doesn't, sh- doesn't reflect well on them. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just sort of, I couldn't wait for the relationship to go wrong. <laughs> R- I was, for it. Oh, because just, come on. <laughs> their vocal performances were so cloying cheesy sugary when they were falling for each other and and he in particular i wanted to smack him around he really annoyed me um and with his stupid little sketchbook in the coffee shop i thought i've seen you a hundred times in real life and you can fuck off you yeah. know you yeah. go and do your sketching at home if you've really got sketching that needs to be done. Otherwise, don't go to a coffee shop so everyone can see you sketching. You're a po- poser. Oh, look how kooky I am. I'm yeah, sketching. Yeah. In a, you I'm know. so arty and deep. Yeah, exactly. And then problem number two came from the kind of strange uh, abstraction of like, what do these two things have to do with each other? On the one hand, I'm listening to this relationship. And on the other hand, I'm doing these puzzles. And, you know, there are a couple of ideas like you could do, oh, well, a relationship's all a matter of, you know, perspective. So, you know, it's all about perspective, isn't it? Working and it's like things out. Working things out. Keys, gemstones, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, uh, but it was a bit like, I don't know, when I play like Braid or something... I was, it's sort of like really, really clever how it slots the mechanics of a video game into the mechanics of a relationship, you know, wishing one could turn back time or using, the, like if, it, you know, spoilers for a game that's fucking way too old, go and play Braid. Um, 13. You know, <clears throat> 13. Uh, towards the end, when you get the reveal and time runs backwards and you sort of figure out through that mechanic, oh shit, I was the bad guy in that relationship, you know, and mm-hmm. it uses the sort of princesses in another, in another castle. It sort of speaks the language of video games and marries the two things in quite an ingenious way. And this, I just sort of thought, well, I'm in a maquette, which is a bit like what <clears throat> um, Seth Gable's character was sketching. He sketches these little castles and that. So I, I guess it's that. And I guess relationships are a matter of perspective. But to be honest, what this feels like is Graceful Decay, who's the developer, made some good puzzling, um, albeit with slightly janky execution. And then Anna Perna or whoever was like, do you want to get Bryce Dallas Howard and Seth Gable to voice a sort of relationship? <laughs> and we'll kind of just fuse the two together. Mm. And it was just sort of a bit like, well... Yeah. And then the other thing, the other sort of layer of abstraction is like, <clears throat> you never see them. You just hear them. So I, I, I've got no real context for this relationship. I'm just listening to yeah. two actors do a voiceover. And they're talking about, oh, do you remember those walks that we had in the mission district? And and, and I'm like, well, no, I don't remember that because you haven't shown me that. And I'm just, I'm in a maquette that's quite colourful. There's some yeah. sort of li- licensed <laughs> music that sort of sounds like it might be his or her iPod. You know, if I you have no frame of reference. I've got no frame of reference shit. for any of this, you know. Uh, so, and, and actually, it was a blessed relief when the cracks started to appear in their relationship and they got a bit mm. nasty with each other. I was like, yeah, welcome to, yeah, get back down, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Shut get up, back, you Get two. back down to reality. Um, but, you know, other than that, it's an interesting game. Especially on um, PS Plus. It's like on the PS Plus games in March. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. And it is interesting. Like I would say, if you got if you got Plus... Give it a download. Have a go for the puzzles because I would recommend it. Graceful, uh, Graceful Decay clearly know what they're doing with the puzzles. Although I would have liked a, a kind of extra layer of polish on some of the solutions. I like them to kind of mm. you know click into place for me to be sure. Yeah. Like 
yeah okay that's what i'm supposed to have done and then it sort of clicks satisfyingly and uh mm. you know but it's good I, you know i'd, I'd yeah. recommend giving it a play mm. sounds good sounds good so, you know it's yeah uh what else i've been playing two things but actually no do you know what I'm gonna to get mm-hmm. to them. I'm gonna to get to them later because I've, I've been playing a couple of old things. But we got we got a good question later on, yeah, which is gonna key me into this. So I'm gonna fire up the news cannon if you're ready for me to fire that at well, you at high velocity. I've been playing Alpha Protocol, but I think maybe we'll save that till next week when I've played a bit more. Oh yeah, but save I'm it on till that next whole week, spy and espionage tip. And, I'm uh, I'm on that kick so much, and I want to yeah. ask you about it. But you need to get some get some hours in on it so I can ask yeah. some good questions. Yeah. But yeah. all right, sounds good. All right, all right. Let me get the let me get the news cannon ready. The classic Cornish, Cornish pasty. Cornish. Ooh. A proper from Cornwall. A proper full, 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 full of goodness. Come over there. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. From mm. <laughs> within Cornwall. Right. Although I find bits of crust. Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of crust. Discard the crust. Oh. Hot, hot news. Hot news like a hot sauce. Uh, we don't want cold news. No, Forget who wants it. it? Who bloody... Although, actually, there'll be a bit of cold news because anything that happened after Wednesday last week, you'd be getting in here. So, you know... Well, yeah, all right. Get ready for some cold cuts as well as Lukewarm. Some lukewarm cuts. Pokemon, I'm so pumped for this. Pokemon, Diamond and Pearl, finally, getting the remakes. Yes, please. Hook it up to my veins. Uh, the titles of these games are brilliant. Uh, literally. Pokemon, Brilliant Diamond, and Pokemon Shining Pearl. Confirmed, coming to Switch late 2021. Do you want to know my response? Uh, go on. Total apathy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you see, I've got Poke Fever because sure. I didn't didn't really like Sun and Moon. It fucked with the formula too much. Got rid of the. Well, it had weird stuff. It was like, well, we're sort of not doing the gyms. But we're doing these. We're doing these weird. What, what were they called? Hakuna challenges or something. And also, it was. It, I know it's Pokemon, and so a certain level of handholding goes with it. But Sun and Moon was like mad handholdy and like mad easy. Which is weird. Right. It's not usually that easy. And obviously, don't ever switch. I never played Shield and uh, Sword. But the remakes excite me loads because I never played Diamond and Pearl back in the day because I didn't have a DS when they first came out. So it's going to be you. Did you not fancy? Me. You didn't fancy Shield or Sword. I do, and I did, and I still do, and I will get them when I get a Switch. Oh God, I keep forgetting you still don't have one. Oh mate, I was going to get one. Mate, I was going to get one um, at the end of this month. My flatmate yesterday was like, oh, yeah, mate, uh, got a water bill. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, and it's like 110 quid. Because they bill us every, I don't know, six months or something for water. And it's like... Best laid plans. I know, man. I had a nice little... Because I sort of save a certain amount each month. And I don't really want to dip into that just to get... Because I don't yeah. need a switch, you know. But it's like, it just knocked me back another month. So I'm looking to the end of next month, hopefully. Anyway, super pumped for, for Diamond and Pearl. Coming mm. in 2022, item number two, Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, an open world diamond and pearl prequel coming in 2022. Mm. Don't really know what this is. Talking to my flatmates about it, some trepidation there. Uh, According to the reveal, it's an all-new open world Pokemon adventure developed by Game Freak that will be, quote, infused with new action and RPG elements that go beyond the framework established thus far, but still honours the gameplay of past Pokemon titles. So it's set in... uh, 
in uh, in Sinnoh, which is the region. <clears throat> sure, the the um, place where the stones come from, the Sinnoh stones. The Sinnoh yeah. stones, yeah, definitely. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, set many years before the events of Diamond and Pearl, so early, in fact, that you'll be tasked with making the region's first Pokédex. So, oh cool. wow, it is cool. a prequel. Yeah, and the Pokemon balls in it are like the first Pokemon balls ever made. So they're like steam powered, and they're made of wood, and they have little <laughs> clasps. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They sound. Um, they don't sound ethical. No, none of it does. If you think too hard about it, but I mean, That's let's, let's yeah. leave that. Um, yeah. What else? No, Need for Speed game delayed by a year. Criteria EA are like Criterion. Calm down. Come and help us with Battlefield Six, why don't you? So they yeah, did. Codemasters will take care of our uh, annual racing game. Thanks. Mm, thank you very much. Um, mm. You quite like Need for Speed Heat. I did. I thought um, after a few very shoddy Need for Speed games, he mm. felt like a little bit of a return to form. Because you, I remember you playing it in the office. I came over to your desk because you had it was it like EA Play or EA Origins or something. Yeah, shit. yeah. You, well, you had, EA you Access at the time. EA uh, Access. I mean, the intention was to review it, but um, again, time just ran out. It was time, and it was like round. Was it like closer to Christmas, like 2019 or something? Like, I, I think remember you, so. Yeah, you were like super busy at the time. Anyway, yeah. it looked cool, and like I, I was sort of up for Need for Speed being good and Criterion make good racing games, but they're helping them with Battlefield Six, which I don't know anything about. Um, no one does yet. Apparently a reveal is planned for spring, mm. which we're in now, so soon, you would think. I'm up for it. It sounds like it might just be like a new, like, not World War One or Two. just could just be like a modern well, one. Well, I'm hoping, I mean, it's not going to happen, but I'm hoping for a kind of bad company type game. And proper destruction, like it used to be. Mm. Not bad company was great. Or yeah. That yeah. kind of nonsense. Definitely, definitely. Proper destruction, yeah, for sure. I've seen oh. people on Twitter saying Bad Company 2 is the last r- genuinely good Battlefield game. And I was like, no, don't be silly. But looking back, actually, well, it I probably like, um, was. I like 1 and V. I, th- I thought 1 and... Uh, oh, they're still great. Like, but they're not. They're not as. Good, it's not as good as bad. Bad companies are like, really good. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree that. But yeah, I liked Battlefield One though. I liked the campaign. It's quite cool. Yeah. Um, well, they got they got that mini campaign with the little vignettes. But some of them are really cool. Fucking flying a mad little plane above the skies of London. There's a load of blimps attacking. Like oh, flying a flying a pigeon. Flying a pigeon over the. It was mad. Um, yeah. P- Sony doing another PSVR for PS5. Yeah. Well, that's me not buying um, the current PSVR then. Yeah, although weirdly, I was on the edge with that. As I as I noted when I was playing um, Astro's Playroom, PSVR same color scheme as a PS5. Yeah, and I was like. It's like they knew. It's like, oh yeah, well we'll do this headset and it'll also, because then by the time PS5 comes out, it'll match because it's sort of white as well. It looks more like a PS5 than it does a yeah. PS4. But, but no, they're making another one. <laughs> lo and behold, <laughs> lo the new PSVR doth cometh in the post. Yeah. Uh, and it, uh, so yeah, senior vice president uh, of platforming planning, Hideaki Nishino, said, quote, Today, I'm pleased to share that our next-generation VR system will be coming to PS5, enabling the ultimate entertainment experience with dramatic leaps in performance and interactivity. Players will feel a greater sense of presence and become even more immersed. Uh, blah, blah, blah. VR is nice. We love VR. Um, incorporate some of the key features found in the DualSense wireless controller, along with a focus on great ergonomics. And I don't crucially... Want, I don't crucially, want to have to feedback in my, on my head, though. 
Mm, prop. Yeah, Don't I hope. It, I think it'll just. Chemicals. I think it'll just be because also if you had it in your head, it might mm. make the thing slip off. I think they probably just yeah. need it in the hands. Uh, you'll be able to connect it to your console, and this is actually fucking huge. This is actually probably the biggest announcement of all of it for me on a personal level. Um, we'll be able to connect it to your console with one cable. In order That's to simplify good. set. That's huge. Because the thing is, I really like VR. It's a like massive thing that's like a great thing that PlayStation does. And I, I'm a defender of PSVR. I had loads of fun with it. Um, the setup was a nightmare. Do you remember? Yeah, it's a it was. You've got that little stupid box and then you plug the stuff into the box and then that goes into the console and then the HD thing goes into the little box. And, but then the headset goes into the little box and the camera goes into the PlayStation. It's just like, what? There's like five cables or something. Yeah. It's it's mental. Yeah. Um, I'm all up for it. I'm, and it's just cool that they've done this now and this like this will make a lot of like VR developers just breathe a sigh of relief because it's like, yep, still committed to VR. It's still mm-hmm. going on sort of thing. Because I think a lot of people are sort of looking at it in the same way as Stadia, just like, well, that thing stays a number, aren't they? So it's kind of a cool commitment for them to make, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, Um, I'm up for it, I think, depending on the price. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, depending on the price. Um, Yeah, hopefully it'll be slightly cheaper in the way that PSVR was. It was like the most consumer-friendly in terms of price. Yeah, yeah. More than like a Vive or a, you know, big money VR toy. Mm. Uh, Oh, E3, E3, reportedly... Physical event has been cancelled, according to LA City documents. Do you hear about this? Well, this seemed kind of obvious kind to me. Of they can't, it can't go ahead. Yeah, and you said that last week, or you said that before. When I, I mean, it's yeah, not when because uh, they're talking about it's just way too early. It's June. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, way too a, early. Apparently, a report published by the Board of Los Angeles Convention and Tourism Development Commission um, t- uh, said formally. Uh, yearly show is currently listed as a quote cancelled live event so you know whether or not that that holds water i think it'll definitely just be the digital event that it's been for the last year yeah yeah i mean it, it would be incredibly stupid to hold it well especially if it was open to the public as the last couple of e3s have been yeah. open to the public in a in a sort of i know they've always been open to the public well no they haven't when did they make it open to the public couple of years ago, I think. Because, like, two years ago. Yeah, 20, I mean, 2018, 17, maybe. Because I had friends, colleagues at an old uh, site I used to work for who went and just said it was just an absolute nightmare. And didn't you say you went and it was just... No, crazy. no, no. 2016 was the last one I ever did. That was before they started letting the public in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's busy enough as it is. Yeah, so yeah, I can yeah. only imagine it would be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. So yeah. I'm grateful that I've never had to do that. For I mean, sure. I've seen what it's like at Gamescom. If you try oh, to get yes. anything on the um, show floor at Gamescom, forget it. Mm. You, you just won't. You won't play anything. You won't see anything. That's why uh, Gamescom's good, though, because you have the business centre with all your appointments. Yeah, it sort and, of isolates uh, it into that bit, yeah. doesn't it? Which is quite cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, keeping on the Sony news, there was a little Sony showcase uh, state of play last week, and we got a couple of things, mainly indie-focused, but with some bigger stuff. Uh, release date on Kena Bridge of Spirits, which I'm really excited for, uh, is August 24th. So, mm-hmm. you know, a little summer release. The one I'm maybe most excited for is uh, Sifu, which is a oh, Sifu, yeah, action game from uh, from Slowclap, the developer of Absolver, which looks mm. fucking brilliant. Did you you saw good. the trailer for this, right? 
Yeah, I did. Just, yeah, I, I, it looks right up my street. And yeah. I'm also happy to hear that it's single player only, which single player is even only, better. Yeah. yeah. Although lots of people who play Absolver will be annoyed that there's no PvP because the the martial arts system was like apparently like really really good for person well, to person. Carry on playing Absolver then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I tell you what, you'd be you'd be because you know it's like got rogue elements, so that's no, that's a no no for you. What Sifu? Yeah. Has it? Yeah. Every time every time you die, oh. um, he, yeah, he gets up again off the floor. But when he gets up, he's like jumped forward in age, and like certain things. So like I think by the end of the game, he's like a wizened old grey-haired master. I don't know what repercussions that has on which moves you know going forwards, or or like how it affects gameplay. But it's got those sort of rogue roguelike elements. See, now I knew that he aged, but I assumed it was just a story device. Like you jump forward in. I think it's every every time you die, it happens. So you you could get to the game and just be like quite young if you're really good. I don't like that. Yeah. It's, on paper, that sounds like, oh, that sounds cool. But I, I, no, I think it actually sounds a bit rubbish. Mm. Yeah. As a, as a, as for, a me, for me, it depends what effect it actually has on play. If it's a purely mm. cosmetic thing, and you can... Because I saw in that trailer, like, he gets to the end of the game, and he's like a big, like, white-haired old grandmaster with a big beard. That looked pretty badass. But I don't know. Yeah. If it's just a visual thing and it stops at a certain point, I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know. Well, you can okay. probably be an achievement for like getting to the end of the game in your original youthful state, but it <laughs> might also be tied into powers because it, it, they could. I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but what if they turn the roguelike thing on its head and they were like, every time you die, you get a bit older, but but, but also because you're a bit older, you know more moves, so like you're more of a master, you're actually better. Like, imagine that. Well, see that w- that would make sense because the reason you die in a roguelike is because you suck. And you know, you could use the help. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, Final Fantasy VII remake Excuse coming me. to PS PS5. Excuse me. Integrate. Oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Final Fantasy VII remake Integrate comes to uh, PS5 in June with a new cla- chapter featuring Yuffie. You're excited, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, so Yuffie, it's like a, an, epi- an episode, they called it. So it's like, if you didn't get it on PS4, or if you did, if you bought it on PS4, you get a free upgrade, but you but you don't get a free upgrade if you get it on, because it's on this month's PlayStation Plus. The Final Fantasy VII yeah. remake for PS4 is on this month's, is on the March PS Plus games, which, by the way, they're really stepping up PS Plus recently, aren't they? Like, that's, yeah, they they're, really they're are, yeah. they some good shit on there. Um but that one doesn't turn into the PS5 one, which is so. If you want the PS5 one, they're like you have to buy the PS5 one, and that comes with the Yuffie stuff, which I don't know how much new stuff, how many hours that is, but they're calling it a new episode, and she was very um, heavily featured in that in that trailer. So I don't know how many hours they're looking at. I bet I don't know five to ten conservatively. That's just me guessing. Mm. Rich is having a good guess. We can make that into uh, a weekly, weekly feature. Rich guesses stuff. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you like it? I like that. And I, I'll start doing... Uh, the other listener that was talking about me doing that wise guy feature, you know, where I look at different gangsters in video games. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that one as well. we got we got to do stuff with those features, by the way, just on a sidebar. We've got to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, PS, PS5 version's out on June 10th. Improved textures, lighting, loading times, performance mode, 60 frames a second, 4K, Yuffy, Yuff Enough. Are you Yuff Enough? Um, yeah. It should, should have been the tagline, but it, well, it wasn't. Um, 
And uh, yeah, oh, Gran Turismo 7, by the way, just a little, just yeah. while we're on this, sticking with Sony, polyphony, or is it, do you say polyphony or polyphony? Polyphony. I've always said polyphony. Like polyphonic spree. Polyphonic spree. But it dawned on me the other day that it might be polyphony, but I don't know. Anyway. Nah. Uh, it's been delayed to 2022. I didn't even know it was coming out in 2021. That's one of those hilarious things where I'm like, oh, you know those announcements you hear that something's delayed and then you think, oh, was it was it meant to be coming out this year? Did, did anyone really expect GT7 out this year? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's a good, it's a good mean, question. Yeah, they take about nine years when the world isn't engulfed in a pandemic. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Who's the uh, lead designer behind uh, Gran Turismo? I always forget his name. Kazunori Yamauchi. Yamauchi, yeah. I Yamauchi, love the, I, Yamauchi, Let's yeah. be honest, he's, he's skiving off, isn't he? He is. Uh, he's, literally. Oh, uh, he he I've makes got a game do... every few years. And yeah. He just chills out. Well, yeah, but he's like, yeah, it's research. They're like, oh, what are you, what are you up to, Yamauchi, for the next two years? I'm dr- driving cars around. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's, what, you you just ho- holiday, is it? Um, No. No, it's research for the next Gran Turismo. It'll be ready when it's ready. So I'll see you he in says, a few years. He says it's research, taps his nose and winks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sorry, why did you just wink at me, you mouchy? Well, don't don't worry about it. Gets in his little Audi and just uh, fucks off. Yeah. I wonder if um they'll be able to top GT6's moon buggy. Ooh, probably not. I mean, has no. anything ever topped that? No, no. So you know, there's your answer. Uh, and last. Uh, but not Lee. Ah, oh, jeez. Do you know what? The news has been bloody Sony mental. Although this one's not exactly good news. It's just news that's weird, and I'm sort of concerned um playstation is set to close japan studio uh, and reorder it and merge remaining staff into uh, team asobi uh, which is the astro's playroom developer so oh. it's wi- winding down game development at the first party house uh, which is responsible for things like the last guardian ape escape gravity rush knack uh, and recenter operations around team asobi um and there was, there was an official statement sent to IGN which read, quote, In an effort to further strengthen our business operations, SIE can confirm that Japan Studio will be reorganised into a new organisation on April 1st. Japan Studio will be re-centred to Team Asobi, the creative team behind Astro's Playroom, allowing the team to focus on a single vision and build upon the popularity of Astro's Playroom. In addition, the roles of external production, software localization, and IP management of Japan Studio titles will be concentrated within the global functions of PlayStation Studios. So in other words, if you're looking forward to another Ape Escape, and Christ who isn't, um, we'll have to look at other global studios in my opinion get like santa monica studio G- god of war ragnarok forget it get them on ape escape <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure get them on that um, but it's concerning news for people who love japan studio i mean some of their best work um has been collaborative work i mean if you look at bloodborne they worked with from software on that um and their role cannot be overemphasized i don't think i believe it was japan studio took the idea of doing a Lovecraft thing to uh, Miyazaki uh, for for Bloodborne. They were quite... And also, uh, they worked with Gen Design, formerly Team Ico, on The Last Guardian. Um, Gravity Rush was was all them, was from from, uh, Kaichiro Toyama and former members of Team Silent. But yeah, really, really talented studio. One of the most talented studios in the world, pretty much. Like... If well, anything's made by Japan Studio, then I'm always yeah. my my ears prick up. I just think, oh, well, apart from Knack, I did I didn't actually play Knack. Uh, Wasn't it supposed to be shit? 
I played the first one. I found it very frustrating. It did, it got a little bit of a cult following, weirdly. I don't know whether oh, it's... Oh, you heard about that? A, yeah. A cult, fo- a cult following out of irony. Pity. Uh, yeah, because it's Mark yeah, Cerny, or, isn't it? Who, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I didn't like it. I found it... It was had this real kiddie aesthetic, but some bits are really fucking annoyingly hard. <laughs> frustrating. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Well, it was the same with Loco Roco, for anyone who remembers that. One of the great, great Still PSP got it, games. Still yeah. got it. A yeah. great, truly great video game. Uh, fiendishly difficult, despite its aesthetic in some parts. Mm. Really, yeah. really difficult. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see what happens with Japan Studio. They're, I mean, it's a smart move recentering around a Sobi team, because Astro's Playroom's brilliant. Nicolas Doucet is now the head of Japan Studio. A Frenchman is the head of Japan Studio. It's kind of cool. Didn't you know, mm. The first time that's happened, it's a big deal for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, I think it's about that time that we get quizzical, isn't it? Yeah, I, I shall um, draw the pentagram and light the candles and summon Matt <laughs> using the Necronomicon. <laughs> Get get the seance going. Get the Ouija yeah. board out, and we'll 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 summon him through. All right, sweet, 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 sweet. Uh, all right, yeah. Let's roll up our sleeves and get ready. Okay, all right. Well, are you guys ready? I personify a place. It's a video game setting. Do we need the rules at this point? I read out a number of clues as this personified setting. You say stop if at any point you have inklings and rumblings of ideas, and then you say what that place is. If you say it and it's the right place, you win. Stop. Stop. I'll go through the clues as many times as you like. And I have, as ever, backup clues because I don't like draws. It's that time of the that time of the pod, that time of the week. We're joined by Matt from upstairs, summoned by Rich. Hello, Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing yeah. I'm doing pretty good. I'm hoping to win this week. Like mm. I'm always hoping to win, but this week particularly, and I don't know why. I just yeah, need yeah, to win. Yeah. Forget it. You're, you're feeling it. You're feeling it. I'm yeah. loving that. I got a load of load of load of uh, clues for you lot. Uh, Try and avoid the, uh, the the draws. <laughs> I got that ten is of the them. format. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, but not ten of them. Oh, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a bit bit saucy. Anyway, let's crack on. Uh, clue number one. I'm ideal if you need a timeout because time seems to stand still here. Stop. Rich Walker. Is it the place what super hot is in? No, incorrect. Stop. Matt Lorigan. Is it the great clock from Ratchet and Clank, A Crack in Time? Incorrect. Lovely. I love that, though. Ridiculous. Uh, uh, Clue not that. (laughs) It should be. It bloody well should be. (laughs) Clue number two. People who visit me used to be excited about the future. Now they're just sad. Ah. Um, <clears throat> clue number three hmm. of the people who visit only the chosen may leave oh my god I have no idea mm. clue number four you can only come here if you've been here before clue, okay. num- clue number five hmm. I have one famous visitor and he managed to escape. This oh, sounds God, so like familiar. How cryptic these are. It sounds so familiar. <laughs> Clue number seven. Uh, sorry, six. I may have. I may only have one location on offer, but it does change a lot. Stop. Matt Lorigan. 
is it Kamiocho from uh, Yakuza? Is that the word? Is that the place? <laughs> Incorrect. Kamiocho? Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> nah. uh, clue number seven. One of the best reasons to come here is for the radio. Don't touch that dial. Stop. Rich Walker. Silent Hill. Incorrect. Are you joking? <laughs> he sounded so confident. It, as well. uh, it sounds uh, the radio and everything. Come on. <laughs> Clue number eight. If you're feeling lonely, you're welcome to come here. There's always someone close by. Stop. Rich Walker. Is it the corridors of that house in PT? And this week's winner yes. ah. is Richmond Walker. Very nicely done, sir. Let me ah. go through the clues. Clue number one, I'm going to deal if you need a timeout because time seems to stand still here. The clock is frozen on 23.59. Clue number yep. two, people who, who, who visit me used to be excited about the future. Now they're mm-hmm. just sad. Clue number three, yeah. the people who visit, only the chosen may leave. It's a reference to the outrageous circumstances needed to trigger the true ending and thus... Yep. The trailer for Silent Hills. Clue number four. You can only come here if you've been here before. Is a reference to the fact that it's delisted. But if you have it on your PlayStation downloads, you can use a like proxy server, w- whatever we did to re-download it. I've, um, <laughs> I've still got it on my PS4, mate. Yes, yeah, so, so nice. Very nice. I have mm. one famous visitor, and he managed to escape. Norman Reedus. Mm-hmm. One location on offer, but it changes a lot, obviously. Uh, one of the best reasons to come here is for the radio. Don't touch that dial is a reference to the radio in the corridor. Uh, clue number nine. If you're feeling lonely, you're welcome to come here. There's always someone close by. There's a reference to the fact that through through modding and hacking yeah. the game files, they found out that Lisa, the unfriendly apparition, is always behind the player, but you can she's, never turn around and see her. She's the opposite of Casper, the friendly ghost. She is. Lisa, she the unfriendly Lisa, apparition. Lisa, the unfriendly apparition. And two more that I didn't read out are uh, clue number nine. Many have tried to rebuild me after they left. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> what was the other one? Oh, yeah. My first appearance in a video game. Well, we can always dream. Oh, yeah. okay. I like so that. That would have been a good one. But yes, very was, well done to Rich Walker. Uh, it was a was quick the, one. Was the ten clues in itself a clue? No, it's just that it was a very vague location. So I wanted to do clues that were like, no individual clue was that helpful. But hopefully by the time I got to the end, and indeed we did. Does it have an official name, that place? Is it just a Uh, house? Just just either the hallway or the house. Right. I mean, is it it Silent Hill? I would have accepted Silent Hill. Well, it was never clear because Kojima always said... Uh, you know, PT was w- would have ended up being unrelated, you know, to the main yeah. game. Um, it was sort of like a spiritual thing. However, then I think there was a modder, that Lance McDonald guy, who found that he he was able to make his character float uh, effectively through uh, some yeah. hack- hackery pokery, and then he, he could leave the front door. And when he did. There was a version of like a street that was in that trailer, and that Ooh, I guess okay. that could technically. And he was sort of you could walk right to the end of the street that Norman Reedus walks down in the trailer for Silent Hills, which is I guess presumably Silent Hill. Whether or not they would have used that in in the actual Silent Hill, or whether or not you would have gone to that mm. house in Silent Hills. I've got a question for you, Rich Walker. What's your question? Who who would be an estate agent in Silent Hill? 
Who's who's selling houses? Uh, in that that's place? a tough gig. It's, it's a, it's old a tough old pyramid head himself. It's got you know? skinless dogs in the garden, but ignore those. It's lovely. <laughs> ignore the dogs. Ignore the fog. Ignore the roads that drop away to oblivion. Yeah, the, tra- the transport links are <laughs> very, all right. Very affordable. Very uh, very yeah. affordable. I mean, yeah. with your price range, can you really be picky? <laughs> yeah. Got a nearby <laughs> cafe. But, yeah. you know, don't worry about the winged demon. Leave the he's demon. Fine. He's, he's fine. fine. He's, not, he's not bothering anyone. <laughs> Head to the diner. And nearby, only eight miles down the road, you've got Brahms, which is a nice yeah, little, exactly. you know, little yeah. neighbouring. Yeah. You're not, not going to get a lot of outsiders you know, here. Good, it's, good uh, schools. It's very cosy. Good community. Yeah, yeah good schools. Very low uh, attendance, so your, your child will get Ex- a lot of attention. Extremely low. And, and you, know, you know, you're definitely getting in. You're definitely getting admission. Exactly, so. yeah. Don't worry about that. And the hospital. And the cafe's nice and got clear. a pinball machine. Pinball machine as well, so yeah. you know. what's win, not to like? Win wins all around. Um, right, Rich, yeah. you're gonna have to sell that that PT PS4 at some point to fund your eBay habit. I reckon. No, the, the eBay habit. I'm curbing that now. <laughs> I, I've talked about this earlier in the podcast. You could what? sell it though. You'd be you'd be loving that. I'd be quids in. Yeah. Mm. What What would you last? What's your last eBay purchase been then? Where Where are you cutting um, off? Pa- uh, Power Stone for the Dreamcast. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the I last have got one. My, I have got my eye on a like pristine SNES though, because mine I was saying to Josh earlier is, is yellowed, <laughs> horribly yellowed. Yeah, not my you, fault. Have you, have you got it in your basket, Rich? That's my question. Is no, it is it no. raring to go? Or it's, it's just on, on my watch, watch list. list. Yeah, it's on yeah. the watch list. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're gonna have Fair to enough. leave that and hear from the listeners. But before that, yes. thank you very much for uh, for jumping in, Matt, from upstairs, and better luck no next week. So what we'll do is chat about something inane. We're supposed to have one little tiny inane chat. Chat. You know, I could just chat. We'll have a lovely chat. We'd be chatting. Banter. Video games. Chatting. I'll tell you what. Bloody chat. Is it good? Uh, yeah. That's a fact. Brilliant. Questions, theories, comments and queries. You send them in and we'll talk about it for a little bit. The first one is from Jonathan Irwin. Mm-hmm. He begins by saying, hello, pod boys. Which I like. Hello. That's nice. Uh, hello there. I'm a pretty politically obsessed person, and I find Ooh. the politics in a lot of video games either lacking in substance or sometimes actually offensive. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Generally, though, I'm pretty good at taking games at their own merit and enjoying them, regardless of how self righteous I'm feeling. I like that. Uh, recently ran into an exception with the new Call of Duty doing war crimes for Uncanny Valley rapping Ronnie Reagan. <laughs> it's a st- <laughs> uh, yeah. He did say well an awful lot. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, it's a step too far for my bleeding heart pacifist lefty self. Uh, do you guys have any examples of your enjoyment? Uh, of an otherwise solid game being ruined by crap uh, politics. Thanks, fellas. Keep on podding. Uh, from John. Thank you very much, John. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thanks. Yeah. Well, what do you reckon, Rich? Have you ever played an otherwise solid game, bear in mind, uh, mm. being being ruined by crap politics? Uh, well, I mean, rapping Ronnie Reagan's up there for me. As a, it's a big one. When you, it's when you, ridiculous. You know, he, he, it's ludicrous. But I just look at his face and I erupt into laughter. Well, 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 well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's, and I do play it at a remove. I mean, playing Call of Duty, it's a, it's a nonsense errand. You know, they are fun, but I, they're yeah, so I far don't off. even, I don't even engage with the political part. I, I enjoy no. it at the, its most 
sort of uh, superficial surface value. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll tell yeah. you what, though, there have been... <clears throat> I was playing, because uh, this is one of the other games I've been playing this week, right? Never played it before. You'd be loving this. Uh, Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Oh, yeah. I never played it. I missed out on it. I played 3, and then I didn't get a PS4 until like a few years later. Tell and me, was, um, tell me you get on with the uh, eavesdrop missions and the, the tail missions. Yeah, that, those not, are great fun. Love it's, those. <laughs> The insta fail tail it's, tailing and eavesdrop mission. Yeah, they're not good. They're not good. They've been in Assassin's Creed for way too long. Um but actually the game's brilliant though. It, it's mm, like it is I don't know. I, I, I disagree. Oh, do you not like Black Flag? I, I I think it's fine. I didn't like it as much as um the others. What, three? I, I even preferred three, yeah, which is mad, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's not that mad. I really like three, but no, just it was just really cool playing Black Flag now, uh, just compared to what the series is now. And like Christ, I prefer what it used to be. But anyway, yeah. anyway, the um, the sort of <laughs> I was thinking about like the the, the, the politics of that. Not so much the, the sort of there's no intricacy or, or complexity to the politics in it particularly, but just the way that pirates are generally sort of glorified in. <laughs> In like yeah. most, in like most media, like the golden age of piracy, um, and in Black Flag, it's like there's such a nobility to it, to to sort yeah. of thieving and murdering, <laughs> and murdering. Like, but it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't know. Speaking to John's point, it doesn't ruin the game for me. Mm. Um, yeah, because that because that's the thing. It would have to be like so like ludicrously obnoxious like generally I'm playing Black Flag and I'm conscious of the fact that like well you know <clears throat> these aren't all Jack Sparrow merry happy-go-lucky types you know these were some some some, some nasty folks as well you know yeah definitely <laughs> um, Star Wars the new droid army for the game you have a problem Advance. with the politics in that big time yeah because yeah. <laughs> it was all about stopping um, Dooku was building a new army of super battle droids. Yeah, leave you, them you alone. Leave it well, because the thing is, is that the destruction of that army of super battle droids led, ultimately and directly, I believe, to the creation of the clone army, which I do not politically agree with. So mm. you know, yeah. let, let him have the battle droids, but um, not a fan of the clone army. I'm afraid, unethical. No. See what they turned into. Yeah, so that's technically when you think about it, it's like well, doing it for the Jedi Council, but. I mean, and that was an otherwise solid game. I quite like New Droid Army. So, but mostly, you know, the, you know they call the Jedi Council. Mm. Does that mean they're like they take your bins and that as well? They do all the bins with the like, force force bin pull. Because <laughs> I don't think they really address bin collection and stuff like that in Star Wars. No, well, they probably just 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 melt loads of stuff with the lightsabers and that. Yeah, I suppose. Melt it all. Send a few Jedi out. Whisk the bins away with a force force bin collection. Easy. Mm. Um, yeah, generally, I don't know. I'm sort of playing games, and and uh, so few games ha- have much by way of a kind of meaningful political commentary. I mean, Snake Eater is a good example of one that that actually has something to say and expresses it in a way that has sort of some interesting nuance. The sort of dissolution of loyalties in Snake Eater is quite interesting because effectively. Yeah sort of like Revenge of the Sith. It's like you're, you're following the hero as he turns into the villain and they sort of mm. explore the way that loyalties bend. And it's about the Soviet Union and it's about the Amer- the US and, and even China gets involved. And that's interesting. But yeah, generally I'm a little bit like you. And it depends on the genre. You know, if I'm playing Call of Duty, I just I don't think much about it at all. Um, yeah. But I can understand how you yeah you just sort of look at that and be like, oh, actually the thing I'm doing is uh, sort of shitty. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but there you go. Miles Hamer 
getting back in touch again. Friend of the podcast, Hamer. No relation mm. to Tom Hamer, by the way, who went to my school. What about what about MC Hamer? Uh, possibly. And his name does begin with M. So yeah. if his middle name's C, his childhood <laughs> would have been a thrill ride. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, gents. Hope all's good. Uh, never, ne- never let it be said that you guys don't wield power over the us, the listeners. Had the show on in the car uh, last week, just as I was pulling up for a few bits at co-op. Last thing mm. I heard was the Whisper Gold chat. The first thing I pulled off the shelf was, and he sent me a picture, a four-pack of Whisper Gold. I'm loving wow. that, right? And then in brackets, uh, which made me forget the cheese, the bread, and the tea bags, but it was oh, still shit. worth it. <laughs> oh, shit. So, Sorry. We fucked it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a four-pack of Whisper Gold. And then he says, Cadbury's, you fools, uh, get in touch. Going on about sponsorship oh, and that. There we go. Yeah. Imagine, imagine Josh up, up front. Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, sponsored by Cadbury's. Sponsored by Cadbury's. Yeah, how I'd, good would I'd that do, be? I'd do great plugs, man. I would. Yeah. I would. <sighs> sponsored spe- this week's episode brought to you. I'd do it before each section. I'd be like, yeah. "This, this, welcome to the news brought to you by Whisper Gold Duo." <laughs> <It'd be great. laughs> Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. What we've been now. playing brought to you by Curly Whirly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love bloody love a Curly Whirly, but I don't Good see him these days. No, um, d- Josh, stop it. This is what you know. We've got to get paid for this now. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. No, don't be giving free plugs. Yeah, I'm not away. giving you free press. Give me some fucking bars. <laughs> you you tight fisted. Right. Anyway, this from Jag Deep going for the hat trick. I will read them out thrice. I'll give everyone a hat trick. Uh, yeah. Hey, guys. What gaming franchises uh, do you see not making the jump to the next generation of consoles, e.g. like Tomb Raider or whatever? And what franchises do you think will make a comeback? Personally, I think it's only a matter of time until Splinter Cell makes its long-awaited return. Keep up the great work. Jag Deep from Glasgow. Although, he's actually written Form Glasgow, which suggests that he created Glasgow. So, yeah. Yeah. That's quite impressive. Fair or he's in his you. Glasgow form. Maybe he's, or he's in his Glasgow colon. Form yeah, maybe colon. He could shape shift from place to place. You know, he's he's yeah. currently in his Glasgow form. Love it. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I was thinking about this. Uh, mm-hmm. Twenty nineteen saw the release of Grid, and I can yeah. see Codemasters quietly dropping Grid. Because uh, mm. it didn't do very well, and I remember you reviewed it and actually quite liked it, didn't you? I, I did. I've got a lot of time for grid games. And in fact, I feel lately Codemasters can't really put a foot wrong as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, they've absolutely nailed the F1 stuff. They've nailed F1's the been Dirt brilliant. Stuff Dirt as 5 well. was amazing. <clears throat> um, Codemasters are big time. Yeah, when it comes definitely. To, when that it comes EA to acquisition, I really hope EA just leave them alone. It's huge. Well, I think and if they put them, with it. if they if they get them involved in Need for Speed in any capacity, I know Criterion is is. I love Criterion, by the way. I, mm. I absolutely I do adore Criterion. But Codemasters are the bee's knees when it comes to racing games. I think. Well, and playground games are very very good. Um, well, while we're talking about bringing things back, then what about Burnout? Oh, I mean, mate, come on. Mate. Yeah, playing a uh, Arkham Knight the other week. The Batmobile stuff's just Burnout again. It's brilliant. Mm. Um, yeah, it's good. But shit. yeah, what do you think? Will yeah, what franchises do you uh, do you think will make a comeback? So well, actually, surely, I, I thought I thought he said won't make a comeback, oh. but actually he said will. 
Um, so in terms of will, right. I think we will see another Tomb Raider because they were talking about that the other week, weren't they? They were saying, "Oh, we're going to bring all the timelines yeah, into it one all together. thing." <clears throat> yeah, we're super excited for that. And mm. uh, Splinter Cell, definitely. Obviously, si- Silent Hills coming back. Yeah, yeah, and Silent Hills. Please, 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 back. Metal Gear Solid as well. Metal Gear's coming back. Don't worry about it. They are not gonna. That's one of the biggest IPs mm. in gaming, and Konami has it, and they're they're apparently open to pitches from other developers. So they're it's been be almost six back. years, Josh. Yeah, but Since Metal Gear Survive. Mate. Pain. Yeah, but you're forgetting about Metal Gear Survive, and shame on you. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking about proper Metal Gear games, mate. That was not a proper one. How dare you? Survive was one of the best Metal Gear games. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, what other franchises currently dormant uh, um, will make a comeback? I wonder. Certainly, I tell you what. This is this is this is. I mean, I know that this is happening, but there's a certain element of it that's that's unknown, and that's gen design. The people behind Last Guardian, Ico, and Shadow of the Colossus, formerly Team Ico, because they're doing a new game. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's not so much the revival of a franchise, but all of their games do take place in the same sort of world, albeit years and years, years apart. So, bit of that. Here's one for you. Go on. Since we were talking about it earlier, what about bringing back Power Stone? <laughs> Some good shit. Yeah, man. Bring that up, back. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, what about, right? Sega, talking of Sega, Sega. Right, uh, creative assembly. Let's have another Alien Isolation, please. Oh, I don't you know. feel like that's going to happen, is it? Probably not. But Sega are it. weird, man. Sega are weird. Like Alpha Protocol, that came mm. out. It mm. didn't do well enough, and they were like, "Well, that's that then." And same mm. with like Binary Domain. If it doesn't sell immediately off the bat, that's no good. Yeah. Like, there's there's a chance to do something special with a sequel to grow yeah. the thing, and it's all money. People might it? go back and revisit the first one. Like, come mm. on. I know. Give Don't it a care. chance. Don't care. Not my shift. Um, mm. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think um, you're an ambassador think, for the hotel. Well, you're an ambassador for this games company. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else, man? Castlevania's got to be coming back. Talking to Konami. Castlevania, Metal yeah. Gear, Silent Hill. Thank you. Um, for yeah. God's sake, let's get an Ape Escape. I mean, these are just things that I want. Uh, he's saying, "What yeah. franchises do you think actually will?" I think I think you're right. I agree with Jagdeep. I think Splinter Cell will happen. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Christ! Now mm. we know that Bond is going to happen. That would have been a big question mark a few months ago, but yeah, it's happening. Yeah. It's by Christ, it's happening. The more mm. I think about it, the more worried I'm getting about it. Though, like, are they going to nail the tone? Are they going to go too serious? They probably will like, go too serious. Yeah. Uh, I wanna I wanna be brought on as some sort of consultant. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I know, give me give me a job and I'll I'll help you out. Yeah. I'll make it I'll help you make it really good, I promise. Hire Rich Walker, he'll get mm. he'll get you the octopusy puns. And you, Josh. Mm. You know. Oh yeah, I'll it's not like you don't you know, you know your bond. Yeah, yeah, big time. Big time. My word, is, my word is my bond. Make, you know, yeah. Something pretty special, I reckon. Yeah. No, yeah, I think we there definitely. There you go. Could. That's a pun right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I tell you what, um, Rayman. I think Rayman's gonna come back. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I M- think it will. Michel Ansel. He's kind of. Um, yeah, but what's Ubisoft. What's actually? Didn't he? He stopped to do gardening. The... He, he left to go and do some gardening. Literally. Oh, of course he did. Yeah, I forgot about that. He just tended to his greenhouse and that. I don't, I don't understand. Like, Ooh. what's going on with Beyond Good and Evil Two? Then, what's happened yeah, to that? I, mate, that game is like a mystery. It's a full-on fucking mystery. I that 
you got to read some tea leaves to know what's going on with that game. I don't know if we're going to... That could be a big... Who knows? I'm not going to say anything about Beyond Good and Evil 2. <laughs> I won't cast any aspersions. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just it's out there somewhere in the universe. Something's happening with it. Who bloody knows? My lips are sealed. What's the other thing? Oh, Evil Within, right? And you know why yeah. I say this? It's because recently Shinji Mikami said, I'll be up for doing like one big uh, blockbuster thing. And I don't think they're going right. to give him a Resident <clears throat> Evil, right? Um, mm. I think he might want to do like a big horror Kappa trilogy like blockbuster thing and just do like a big bloody evil within thing which i know it's not as the return of the franchise like well there's been two games and the second one wasn't wasn't as good as the first but like it it could happen is what i'm saying whether or not right. it will i don't know and i would welcome it with open arms because i really like the first evil within so see i thought they were both lacking they were both lacking, but the, the mm. number one was a, a vision unlike you would get with so many other developers, and that's worth something in itself, I think. But No, they were both lacking. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, I'll tell you what's a really good shout, which I actually would put money on it happening again, and like Splinter Cell, I think it's only a matter of time. Uh, uh, pun intended, it's time splitters. Yes, please. Yeah, I'd love that. Because that's it's Kosh Media, it's Deep Silver, got the rights to it. Got Crytek, Crytek UK. Mm. I think is are they still yeah. uh, like? Fused They're um, Dam Busters, aren't they? Dam Busters, yeah. I think it's just a matter of time before we see a Time Splitters thing, and uh, that is going to be brilliant. Love it. Um, right, yeah. that will just about do us, I think, because you know. What was that? Two a, questions. <laughs> we've got to send. <laughs> whoa there, mate! <laughs> whoa there! That was actually. Three questions. Sorry. It was Jag Deeps, it was the Whisper Gold, and it was political. Oh, yeah, of course. So, you know, how dare you? Uh, and wasn't there, wasn't there another one? Was it, it was Miles Hamer. Oh, yeah, 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 three questions. I have a fourth, but it's quite a long one, so I'm going to save that save for next it. week. All yeah, right. big time. I look forward to it. <clears throat> Don't go on Snapchat. Don't go on Instagram. Get yourself on Twitter, at VideoGamer.com, at Joshy Wise, at RichieW82. Tweet us, give us your tweets. Or email me, uh, podcast at VideoGamer.com. I like a long, rambling email. Love it. Uh, go on VideoGamer.com for all your video gaming needs. Uh, thanks to Andy B, Adam Cook, and Colin Mahone for our musical jingles. And, uh, and we'll see you next week. Won't we, Rich? Yeah. We will, we will, we will. We'll be oh. here and hopefully I'll be more comfortable. Hopefully Rich will not be broadcasting from the grotto. Goodbye from yeah. me, goodbye, and goodbye from Rich. Goodbye. <laughs>